Greetings and salutations, everyone. This is your boy Darius D, and this is another episode of the DD Fuego Show. Now, if you're new here and you don't know what Fuego means, and you would like to know what it means, this is what it means. It means fire. That's all Fuego means is fire. And if you're a returning listener, thank you for all the support. I appreciate it. Make sure you do me a favor, subscribe to me on Apple podcast make sure you also do it on google play and the anchor app make sure to share this everywhere on your social media it doesn't matter what platform just make sure you share it out there if you enjoy the show leave a review leave a review for me please trying to make this i'm trying to be the best of all time the prettiest podcast host of all times there is the and on this episode we're going to be talking about my top five. This is a series that I call my top five. And what it entails is my top five favorite things on any topic. And today's topic, I'm going to talk about my favorite books that I have read up to date. So this is the episode. Today, we're not going to do the word of the day. Like I said before, I'll say it one more time in case you forgot. We only do the word of the day on one episode per week. We don't want to overstimulate you guys. So we're just going to make it a basic for the mice five top five series. We're going to keep it basic and mundane. We're not going to be as complex in a sense. It's just a fun, lighthearted thing. The ones that I usually post earlier in the week are going to be the more heavy topics, more in-depth, more intuitive, if you would say so. And I do say so for myself. All right, this is the DD for your show, my top five favorite books. Stay tuned, y'all. Let's get right into it. So the first book I'm going to be talking about is Hamlet, written by the none other, the one, the only William Shakespeare. A big fan of his work. Obviously, he's no longer alive, but that's neither here nor there. He's still one of my favorite writers. I had to read Shakespeare a lot in high school. I'm pretty sure that's the standard for most people in Canada or North America or wherever you're from. His pieces are around over 600 years old now, being that we're in the 21st century. Um, in regards to his work, Hamlet, I think, is one of his best pieces. Some people might agree. My dad was a huge fan of Macbeth. I'm also a fan of Macbeth as well. And I'm going to talk about another one of his um, plays in this podcast. But first, we're going to be talking about Hamlet, as I just mentioned. So basically, the premise is a tragedy piece, which is most of his stuff, if you read it. And you know most of it ends in tragedy anyways. I don't know why, but it is what it is. So... In regards to Hamlet, it's basically Hamlet's father was murdered and then his the ghost of his father came back to get vengeance upon, to ask Hamlet to get vengeance upon his death. So he goes on, on a mission to try to find who kills or who killed his father. He ended up finding out who it was at the end and then he actually kills the person at the end, but he also kills a couple people by mistake, which causes more conflict. And then also other people throughout the story, like Fortinbras, who is a rival of Hamlet, comes back and ends up ruling the kingdom at the end. So there's a lot of 
twists and turns and plots in those things. There's a lot of good character development. My favorite character is obviously Hamlet, but I also like Laertes as well because they had a nice fight scene. I actually watched this play live. Thanks to Ms. Coke. Shout out Ms. Coke, Ajax High Grade 12 English. Uh, with this play, though, they took a modern take to it. And instead of making the father a ghost, they made it more relative to us. So they changed it to a zombie, right? Because they know that in our day and age, we relate more to zombies and ghosts and stuff like that. Because zombies is more a common theme with shows like The Walking Dead. So they're trying to modernize it, which is cool for me. Also, if you're not a big fan of Old English, I grew up like reading Old English because I read the Bible a lot and I still do. So I was able to read it, but sometimes you can get taken out of context if you don't understand what they're trying to get across. It's kind of like this, put it this way. If I took a picture of Kanye West and went back in time and showed it to the people of that time period, they're just going to be like, yo, who the heck is this? This is a black guy, right? But to us who's grown up in this century and this period of time, we know who that is. We know that it's Kanye West. So that's what it is. It's just different time periods, the language that they use, and the imagery that they try to pervade to the audience. We kind of don't understand it because it's out of our time. But if we were to study their time period, the more you study the time period, the more you understand the work. So that's why some people think Shakespeare is boring because you don't understand it. But when you understand it, then you would find that it's fun. So Hamlet is one of the books I recommend. If you want to read it, make sure you just read a modern version of it. Because at the end of the day, the story is the same. It's just the language is different. And it's more modernized so you can understand it clearly and understand the imagery that Shakespeare is trying to get across. That is Hamlet. Hamlet, there's another one of his pieces that I'm going to be talking about later on. And it's actually a good thing to talk about because it was before its time. And I'm not going to get into it right now, but trust me, when I lay down the law, when I lay down the facts and the bottom line, you'll understand why that next book is just important and why I attribute to it a lot. All right. The next book coming up, I'm not going to say it, but just stay tuned. Don't go nowhere because we're going to talk about the next couple of books. All right, so this book that I'm going to recommend is called Crushing It by Gary Vee. Now, this is an entrepreneurial book. Technically, you don't have to be an entrepreneur or have that type of mindset to read it. It would help, but the way that this book is orchestrated is basically, I would say, for everyone. The reason why I say that is because Crushing It is basically talking about how you can use um social media to be an influencer or to be an entrepreneur and to use those skills and hone those skills so that you can parlay yourself to whatever echelon you want to go to or whatever you need to accomplish in this lifetime you can partially i i really like this book is because it helped me to do this podcast in the first place i've been following gary v for around like i want to say a year or so is because my uncle showed me a video of his and I was very intrigued. I liked his style and liked what he had to say and what he had to offer. So for you guys out there, you want to start a business, for you guys who want to be an influencer, I highly recommend this book because he knows what he's talking about, about social media. The reason why he knows about it is because Gary Vee, his network, 
worth right now is over 160 million because he owns Vayner Media and VaynerX, which are two um social media um businesses that he owns that he created from the ground up. And also he before doing that, he was into the wine business and he turned his father's winery business from three when he took over the business, he made it to up to three million and then he expanded it to 60 million. And if you want to know about his story more, you can read his book. He has other books as well. But all you have to do is just go on his YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and you probably buy a few videos in, you will learn his whole story. I'm not going to explain his whole story now. This might take a while because his story is very amazing and it's very inspiring because basically he came from nothing and he turned around by doing hard work and being patient and that's what he preaches and now look where he is today so i also would like to say it's a very good book sometimes it has some like crude language so that's a forewarning if you're not into that but language aside the whole point of the book and the whole prime of the book is to encourage you and to make you realize your full potential in this life and that's what i preach about on this podcast a lot but don't get caught up with the semantics that he uses sometimes, but just look at the message that he's trying to get across. It's a good message. There's a lot of testimonials in there as well of people that read his books in the past and did what he encouraged them to do, and they're reaping the benefits as of right now, as we speak. So it's never too late to hop on podcasting. It's never too late to do YouTube. It's never too late to do blogging or vlogging or whatever you had set in your heart. It's just you got to start it and keep going and try not to give up and be patient. Sometimes things happen faster. Sometimes it takes a little bit more time. It's just, like I said, it's all about timing. Everybody's timing is different. So I really recommend this book. It's a very, it's not too long and it's not too wordy. So it's very, um, it's not simplistic, but it's straightforward in a sense. And and what he has done. And there's a lot of, like I said, testimonials, which actually help support what he's saying because people are actually listening to what he's saying and doing what he says. So that way it doesn't look like he's just saying this for whatever sake and then you just give him the money and then it doesn't work for you. But if you actually follow what he's saying and actually try to execute and get out of your comfort zone, then. You never know what could happen. You never know what could happen. So that's the book, Crushing It by Gary Vee. Make sure you get it. Recommend by your boy, Dee Dee. Slight bars for your head top. Once again, it's on, and we're going to be talking about Othello. This is another one of William Shakespeare's pieces. I like this one, and the reason why I like it is because it's really ahead of its time. Back then, there wasn't that much interracial marriage, per se. And we're talking about, like, the 1500s, 1600s. So in those centuries, in that time period, Black people weren't regarded highly. It depends on where you were from, because a lot of those educated Black people from Africa came over to Europe to educate Europeans as well. But it was cool to see even back then, like Shakespeare was ahead of his time because basically the premise was Othello was a black man who married 
think Desdemona was um the girl he married, and this is based in Italy. And most people in that time in the book didn't like it. They didn't really follow it. And also Othello was like one of the top people in that society, in that area, in the book. And it was cool to see that. It's also a tragedy. Like I said, Shakespeare does mostly tragedy. And um, it was cool to see a black guy in that portrayed well but the thing is Yago, which is probably one of the best villains i've ever seen written in a book or a play he kind of twists his view like he twists othello's view on desdemona and then at the end he ends up killing desdemona because he listened to the wrong person instead of listening to her and listening to himself and then she ends up killing her and then um he ends up killing himself but I'll let you guys go read this book, or you even want to watch the movie, you can watch the movie. But I really recommend you read it. It's a good read. Very cool to see Interracial Marriage, which is one of my episodes that I did, and you guys liked it a lot. Thank you for that. Uh, when you see that even being portrayed way back when, or way back then, it was cool to see it there in the views that people kind of still have today. but. I really admire this book. It's one of my favorite plays. That's why it's on the list. Uh, for honorable mentions for Shakespeare, uh, I also recommend Macbeth and I think Julius Caesar. That's another good one. So those two, look into that. Yeah, those ones are also good. But... I'm going to really recommend our fellow today. It's a really good read. It's very groundbreaking breaking for its time as well as this time. And it's cool to see like Shakespeare's thought process in going into this play and like all the action sequences that occur throughout the story and all the different political views back then as well. Some of the language you might not understand again because it's so far-fetched because it's an older book. But like I said, recommend when you read those Shakespeare books, and this is the last Shakespeare book on the list, make sure you get the modern version so that it's so clear because you might miss certain things. You might miss certain punchlines. So make sure you guys do that. Othello is a really good book. I recommend it. Highly, highly, highly recommend this book. It's really good. Check it out, Othello by Shakespeare. The next book I recommend is Kindred by Octavia Butler. Now, this book is kind of confusing when you read it at first, but when the more you read it through it, the more you'll understand it. So basically, you have this character. I'm not going to get into it into depth because I just don't want to spoil the entire book. But you have this person, this lady who end up was cleaning out a certain room, cleaning out her room, right? And then she fell and bumped her head and then she didn't wake up. She was dreaming this whole time and she was dreaming this whole time that she was in the slavery time, in the slave, Atlantic slave trade period. 
So right now she thinks that she's alive, but she's really, she's sleeping. So that's why it kind of trips you up if you don't read carefully. But I read this whole book through. It's a very good book. Octavia Butler is one of the best writers I've read so far. It was first published in the late 70s, so June 1979. So if you're really into um, history, fiction, science fiction, I think it's also good for you. It's a little bit of psychological fiction as well. So I really appreciate her writing style and how it kind of slow at the beginning, but the book picks up. Um, one of my favorite characters in the book was Kevin because he was a white man who she dreamt about marrying. So that, and she was dreamt about marrying that white man in the slave period time. So that was a no-no, all right? So that's why I would say it was a good book because it gives good eye, like eyesight because it's kind of like her modern self and the figment of her imagination of the slave self kind of intertwined. So both views get fused together in the dream, which kind of is weird in my opinion because now it's taking her philosophy and how she lives in the 70s and trying to bring it to and progress it, trying to bring it forward into a area era of life where that wasn't accepted at all, right? So that's what I'm trying to say. It was really cool to see that happen. I think you guys would like it if you're into um, science fiction or if you're into fiction novels and psychological fiction as well. Because like I said, once you read the book fully through, you're kind of, it gives you a good understanding of how fortunate you are living in this time period. But also it shows you how different your views would be when you're living in a different time period as well. Because she had to try to explain herself to all the slaves and certain stuff like that. And they all thought she was crazy at first because she was talking about things that um, didn't make sense to them because of their time period. So it's really an eye opener. For me, I like reading it. I read it for one of my ISUs in elementary, not elementary school, what am I talking about? In high school, it's very, a very good book. I think it's a bit lengthy, but like I said, you guys can finish it within a month or so. Some people can finish it in two weeks. I have to finish it within um, a month or so. So I really recommend this book. Octavia Butler is a good writer. I'm gonna try to find more of her books so I can read it for myself. But that was the first book I ever read from her. So I really recommend this book. Make sure you check it out if you can. If you can't, that's fine. But yo, there's an app called Audible. That app, you can just listen to um the books being read to you. So if you don't have enough time to sit down and read and you're on your way to work or something, you can just do it by that. Just sit down, listen half an hour of it you probably get a quarter of the book done so that book is called kindred by octavia butler the last the last the last book on this list is a book or an autobiography i would say 
more of like an autobiography by Richard Stingle about Nelson Mandela. Now, a lot of us, I think, should be familiar with Nelson Mandela. We've heard the name before. Unless if you've been living underneath a rock, then you probably haven't heard him. But he sadly passed five years ago. And Richard Stengel wrote a book about him, an autobiography about his life in South Africa. Some things that you might not have heard about Mandela's life. It's in this book. I got it because my grandmother went over to South Africa recently. And then she came back. And she bought me this book, and I'm appreciative of that because I've become a fan of Mandela's work in his lifetime. I wasn't a huge fan of him before. Reason B is because he wasn't really taught to us in school, in elementary school. So the ones that were the black figures throughout history that you hear mostly is like Martin Luther King or Harriet Tubman or... George Washington Carver or Rosa Parks. You don't really hear of thing people like Marcus Garvey. You don't really hear about Malcolm X and Nelson Mandela. I heard about Nelson Mandela because of my uncle and my father. They, they're the ones that taught me things about black history that the school board didn't implement in their curriculum. So that's what I was saying in regards to that. It's good to hear about him. And then now I'm almost finished the book. I'll be done by the end of the month or even like halfway through the month of June. I started it, I think, a week or so ago. So I'm almost done. It's not too lengthy. It's pretty condensed, but it just shows you what he's been through in his lifetime and what he went through and how he had to sacrifice so much for the greater good. So I'm very thankful. And it's inspiring to see his work because now it shows you that you can't just live this life for yourself. Yes, you should get what you want, but you should also give to others. But you have to put yourself in a position to give. So I really recommend this book. It's just titled Nelson Mandela, Portrait of an Extraordinary Man. And you, should, you can get it at your local bookstore or Amazon, wherever you get your novels, you can get it there. It's really intuitive into his life, like I said before. Um, I really admire his childhood and what he went through in regards to that and how selfless of a person he is and also selfish at the same time. And when I say this, it's not degrading him. I mean, he's selfish in a way where he had to do things his way at the beginning of his career. Then he switched and then started to listen more to the people. He's always been a people person and I admire his humility as well because he always, doesn't matter how prestigious his titles were getting, he always find time or found time to go back to his roots and always go to the little people that didn't have a voice. And he gave a voice to the voices in that area, in the, in the apartheid of South Africa. And I commemorate him. And the more you read in this book, the more you appreciate guys like Mandela who went through all these things and could have been and could have played victim, but he picked himself up by his bootstraps, continued to work, continued to be selfless, continued to enrich the minds of his people and to share and not to be 
a person where he heaps up all the success for himself, but he just gave and gave and gave, which I appreciate and commemorate. So make sure you guys go to the bookstore or go to Amazon, wherever you get your books and pick up this book. I think you guys will be inspired by his story. And I think you guys would like it if you're into autobiographies. If you're not, then I wouldn't recommend it. But if you're into autobiographies and you want to learn more about Nelson Mandela, this is another good book that you should pick up and you should read. All right, wrap it up, DD. This is the final segment of the show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it because I sure did. Yes, I did. All right, so the top five books that I recommend in this episode, probably going to do a couple more parts because I have a lot of books that I would recommend. But for this first part, here, I'm just going to do a quick recap. The first one was Hamlet by William Shakespeare. The second one was Crushing It by Gary, Gary V. The third one, Othello by William Shakespeare once again. Then we go to Kindred by Octavia Butler, Octavia E. Butler. And then the last one is Nelson Mandela by Richard Stengel. So all these books, make sure you find them at your store. Make sure you go on Amazon, wherever you get your books. Find them and read because reading is an important skill. You should be thankful to read. It's really a blessing to be able to read for myself. I'm speaking for myself, but if you have the capacity to read and know how to read, don't waste it. Don't just watch TV all the time. Sometimes it's good for you to just sit down and read a little bit and expand your mind and add to your life. I feel like even if it's not you actually sitting down and reading the book for yourself, even if it's audible or someone's reading it to you, like say, you're busy and like when your kids are reading. I think it's, reading is an important skill that you should have as long as writing, as well as writing. So make sure you guys find some of those books if you are interested. If you're not, that's neither here nor there. But you know what you guys can do for me. Want to do what you can do for your boy DD. Here is what you can do for me. I started a page on Instagram. It's called DD Fuego. That's DD Fuego. There you can DM me all your questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, so that I know what you guys want because you're my listeners. I got to look out for my listeners. So make sure you guys go follow that page and then ask questions all you want in the DMs. Make sure they're appropriate, obviously. You can ask questions. And also, if you have any book recommendations, feel free to let me know in my direct messages. Just make sure you DM me. And then I can also do some shout outs too if you want me to do that segment. Just let me suggestions in the DMs. That's DD Fuego, DD Fuego. And if you want to follow me on my regular page, that's underscore DD the Suave Kid, underscore DD the Suave Kid. All right. And also what you guys can do, just in case you forgot, make sure to subscribe here on Anchor or you can subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play. Make sure to share this on your social media with all your family and friends because that can do me, your boy DD, a favor. All right. All right. It's been a blessing. It's been an honor to do this podcast once again for another episode. Ladies, don't be a toy. Fellas, don't be a soy boy. It's your boy, Darius D, signing off one more time. 
So just chill to the next episode.